Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome everyone. This is episode 42 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. I'm your host, Amy Shine, and today I have with me the beautiful Simone Molasses. Simone Molasses um, is an access consciousness um, facilitator and the worldwide, well, was the worldwide coordinator of access, is now the leader of access consciousness in creating Choice of Possibility classes. Um, she's also, also the founder of Joy of Business um, and runs many, many businesses all at once. So welcome, Simone. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here, Amy. It's it's an honor. I wanted to have you on my podcast for a while and then you're coming to Florida. So I yes. had to have you on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, I mean, someone can talk about anything from business to money to sex to relationships. Um, you really have, you know, such an array of different classes you facilitate and I've been in your classes for years. So um, I know there's no topic that is off bounds with you, but today we called it, are you avoiding choice? Um, and so whether it's you're avoiding choice with your body or your business and your relationships, um, I'd love to maybe just get started with like, first of all, like what what is it? What is choice to you? Well, wow, it's a it's a good question, and it's something that I'm going to say I don't have an answer to yet. I am discovering it more and more every day. Like, I mean, it's funny you talk about like, you know, I do facilitate choice of possibility classes all around the world, and it was probably about I don't know about ten months ago, and I was talking to Dr. Dane here, who's co-creator of Access Consciousness as well, and we're having this phone conversation, and then we started talking about stuff, and we we're like. Oh, and I was like, it was like we had this new download of what choice was. So without defining what choice is, let me talk a little bit about like how you choose or what, what choosing is. Because to me, choice becomes greater and greater every single day. We, we tend to grow up with this limited perspective of what choice is, like that we can only choose from, you know, we can only choose from here. And usually that's, you know, referenced by, your family, your friends, you know, religion, culture, where you chose to be born, all that sort of stuff. So you go, well, this is this is my realm of choices. And it's usually designed to make people feel comfortable, including you. And what I would like to, you know, people to step into is this place of knowing that they have infinite choice and there are so many choices available. Like for me, like leaving school, a lot of people used to talk about getting married, having kids, going to college, et cetera. Nothing wrong with that. That's a choice, right? And they'd say to me, what are you, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to study? And I was like, I just want to see the world. Like I was always like, I want to see the world. And they're like, yeah, but what are you going to study first? I'm like, the world, like the world. <laughs> and I was like, I've got to get to London. I've got to get to New York. Like there were two cities that just pinged me. And I was like, I've got to go. I've got to go. So I did. I ended up traveling for like three years nonstop. And then everyone was like, you know, got home and they patted me on the back and went, well, now you've got that traveling out of your system. You can settle down. And I was like, it's just the beginning. It's honestly just the beginning. But I realized 
that what I was choosing was different to what other people were choosing or different to what they were projecting at me that I should choose. So you literally choose every second, like every nanosecond you are choosing. And what I see people get stuck in is, oh, I've got to make the right choice or, you know, who do I think about before I choose? Will everyone be okay with this choice? And it's like rather than just choosing or, you know, there's people who sit back and go, "Mm, well, I was going to choose this, but you know what, I don't have money in the bank account or, you know, I'm, I'm doing something else that weekend or, you know, I don't know if that's really going to be what I'm looking for. And they try and work everything out. And like, I mean, you know, the old saying of work out the pros and cons, uh, abolish that. It's like, what if that is just a whole bunch of lies? What I'm asking is what if you start choosing from what you know and literally just choosing. And one of the tools we talk about in Access Consciousness is choosing in 10 second increments. People go, how do you choose in 10 second increments? And it's like, you just choose like, you know, this 10 seconds, I'm choosing this. Next 10 seconds, I'm choosing this. And how this works and is so brilliant is you choose something. And just because you choose it, it doesn't mean you have to keep with it. I mean, and it's so simple. Like if you if you look at this, even with say food, right? So you order a plate of food at a restaurant. And I mean, how many people were brought up with the clean plate club? You know, I ordered this food or I gave you this food. You've got to finish it. But you chose this and then you take like two, three bites and then your body goes, I'm done. But then you keep eating it based on, well, I chose it. No, no, you're allowed to be done. That's okay. You know, you're allowed to change your choice. And I I think so many people don't choose waiting to make the right choice rather than choosing and going, well, that was an interesting choice, you know having a little giggle and then choosing again. So choosing to me is every choice you make creates something different and every choice you make shows you a different possibility. And then when you choose and you grab hold of that possibility, it's like, whoa, this is a new, this is a new world. Like there's new doors that just opened up and you're like, okay, what's through this door? Not is anybody else walk through the door? Are my friends going to, you know, be okay with this? Is my husband or my wife or my kids or, you know, family or whatever? It's like, no, just choose. And as you choose and ask questions like what else is possible here? And as you choose, the possibilities show up. So then you start to receive so much more, not just from you, from the entirety of the universe. There's so much more that can show up. And one of my favorite things that Dane here um, ever said about choice is, He said, I've made more bad choices than most people have actually chosen. And I so get that that's true. Like, it doesn't matter if you you make a choice and you stumble and fall. It's like, okay, what are you going to do tomorrow? What are you going to do now? It's like, okay, you know, I tasted that milk and it was off. It tasted bad. Okay, spit it out. Get some new milk, you know. Choose again, choose again, choose again, choose again. So what I would like people to look at too is not being afraid to choose. It's like, just choose, find out what's through that door, what's on the other side. Yeah, thank you for that. And actually, I was like that in school too. I was like, I never had all go, like everyone was like, I can't wait to get married and have kids. I was like, I'm going traveling, having my own business and making lots of money. Like that was my. (laughs) That's what I'm choosing. But how do people actually be with you with that? Like, were they like, yay? Or were they like, oh, you're did I actually vocalize it? I think it was like, I remember, like, I remember being like, because I was only about 12 years old, but my older sister, she was traveling. So um, she was going off at like 17 or pairing. And I remember going, I want to travel. 
And I just remember having it with myself. I don't remember ever actually really maybe saying it out loud. I think when I got a little bit older, I did say it to this guy one time that I wanted to have my own business and make money. And he more or less judged me and said, like, well, there's more to life than making money, Amy. Uh, what? Sorry? There's more than <laughs> What? No? No? He's yeah, like, I know. Isn't that interesting? Because if someone has the point of view like that, then most of the time they're actually unwilling to receive money. Whereas I would look at choice includes everything. And and I've been there, done that. Like I did the thing of like refusing money and, and just going, no, I don't need money. You know, I can live a great life without money. And then I remember when I came home from overseas and I had to move in with my parents because I had no money. And I was like, oh, crap. And I was like, this is not good. All right, I got to make some money, you know. And then I justified having money. I did that thing of like, oh, well, if I have money, I'll do good things with it, you know. And then I went to the next, you know, thing. And it eventually got to, what if I just enjoyed money? Like, that's a choice. So even if you look at, you know, what are you, let's, I mean, the question you've asked here, are you avoiding choice? And it's like, if you look at money, it's like, you know, what are you avoiding with money by the choices that you are choosing? So for me, those, you know, years ago when I was like, no, I don't need it, you know. I mean, I literally did this thing at, at one stage, Amy, of I'd been to India and, you know, I'd, I'd been surrounded by a lot of what I would have said was extreme poverty. And so I had this revelation that I was like, you know, but, that, but I could see that they were happy. So I had this revelation that, okay, so now I don't have to have money. And I came home and I was wearing long flowing skirts, you know, bindi on the head, no shoes, you know, and doing my, you know, little hippie thing and walking around going, no, I'll be happy with no money, right? That was the choice I made. And I remember walking through the streets of Sydney and stuff with no shoes on. And I was like, this doesn't feel really good coming home. <laughs> You've been walking through the middle of Sydney, you know, downtown and no shoes. And I was like, you know, okay, maybe I could make a different choice. So then I was like, that might work in a certain area, but it's not working here. And the thing is, I chose it, you know, and all my friends were like, oh, what's she doing now? You know, but I chose it and then went, okay, maybe this isn't going to work, you know, and then kept stepping through it and making a different choice and a different choice. And, you know, you brought up money. It's like money for me has been a different choice throughout my whole entire life. I mean, even last year I started to look at, you know, I've, I make money now, I have money and I didn't have money at one stage. Like, you know, the second book I wrote, Getting Out of Debt Joyfully, was about how in debt I got and then how I changed it. So now I have money, but I realized last year that I'd become complacent with money again. That's what I was choosing, complacency. So I went, oh, well, if I wasn't being complacent with money, if I wasn't avoiding it, like the possibilities of the future, because there's this place where you become comfortable so then you don't make another choice. I went, well, what if I became truly uncomfortable with the amount of money that I could receive and I'd be willing to receive and started asking that question and being with that. I love that. Is that where too, like we where when we choose, like, so say you did, like you said, okay, I did make a choice to have money. And then you, so you chose it and you chose to create money. You also made a choice not to have money. So you have to see all the different choices. Yeah. And then, then you were like, okay, I chose not to have money. I saw what that created. And then I chose to have money. Then I chose to get myself in debt. Then I chose to get myself out of debt. Then I chose to have money again. And then, but then that part where you said, um, we become um, complacent. Is that the part where we have come to a decision about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, I mean, it's really interesting because I see so many people, including myself, like we ask for change. Like we go, I'd like to change this, right? And it could be anything, you know, your body, relationships. Um, well, actually, I've got a funny story about body, right? 
it's like yesterday I noticed I've just come home from a nine-week tour, right? And my body's changed a lot over the past few years. And since pretty much I, I went, okay, I'm gonna stop judging you. <laughs> and and it's changed a lot, and I'm having a really different um relationship with it. And I got home and I've lost more weight. And so, and I put some clothes on and I realized that they weren't fitting me the way they used to. And in a nanosecond, I could perceive in my head go, oh, well, you better not lose weight too fast because then you'll have to buy all new clothes. And I went, whoa. And I was like, okay, Simone, what if you just threw out all your clothes and you had to buy new clothes? Like, but it's so quickly that we, we ask for this change. The change shows up. And it takes us out of our comfort zone, which I'm calling also the complacency. So then we stop choosing. It's like we, you know, you're riding a horse at, at at full gallop, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, hang on a second, I can't control this. Let me slow this down," which is a choice. Let me slow this down so I can take it in baby steps, rather than what if you just leapt? Like, what if that was your choice? You leap, you leap, 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 and keep leaping, and find out what else is possible. So can I can I pop and pod here? Are we yeah. in the thing? Yeah. Okay. So everywhere that you have become complacent with any area of your life, which creates the place of you avoiding and defending what you could be choosing, will you destroy and uncreate it? Times a godzillion, right on good and bad, pop and pod online, shorts, boys, povads, and beyonds. Oh my goodness, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard was complacent or comfortable one of those words i think there you go. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah look we we choose like constantly and you know ask yourself and you are the only one that knows what you're going to choose like i was talking to a, a really good friend of mine recently who is going to aa and you know i mean i could go oh they're going to choose this they're going to choose that you know and i said to them you're the only one that knows what you're going to choose I could I could wish for, for them to choose something, hope for them to choose something. And how many of you have got that? Like you create your life on wishes and hopes rather than, you know, I have a choice here. What am I going to choose? And it takes a lot of courage to really choose to change something. Like when we talked about money before, when I chose to change my financial situation, I did, right? And I used a lot of access consciousness tools, changed it. And then one day I'm sitting in my office and I realized, looking at all my bank accounts and everything, and I realized I had money. And I sat there and I went, oh, this is really boring. It's like, you know, having, literally that was the point of view I had. Having money is boring. It's like how many of you have a point of view that having money is boring? And everything that that is where you destroy and uncreate it, right and wrong, good and bad, pocket pot online, shorts, boys, proverbs, and beyonds. And so I found within two weeks I'd got myself back in debt. That was a choice. And then I was smart enough that I went, oh, what is this? And I started asking myself the question of what do I love about being in debt? And I realized it was comfortable. I knew it. I knew that energy so well. It was like my best friend. And I had no idea what the energy was like of having money, of even having way too much money. I didn't know what that was, so I wasn't choosing it. So how many of you are avoiding choice based on you don't know what it looks like? It's like you're trying to figure it out before you actually choose it rather than just going, you know what, bring it on. Let's go. Yeah. Everything that is, can we destroy and create it? <laughs> right, no, I'm good and grab pocket pot all nine shorts, boys, 
Provides and beyonds. But that's what I was looking at the other day with choice too. <clears throat> I was asking a friend, a friend of mine who also does access, and she said to me, "Well, are you trying to make a decision? You mm. know, because I was, I thought I was like, so a lot of times as well with choice, it's like there's either there's two choices, you know, like the yes or the no. Like it's like like in out, yes, no, like you know, take the job, don't take the job, leave the relationship, stay." and go to the class don't go to like whatever it is there seems to be like that that it's like the polarity it's like the right and wrong it's like two choices choose one and either one you choose you're going to be wrong you know like you're going to judge you either way and then because we we're like i'm like looking to like oh come to the right decision rather than like you just said like just choose and then you'll get more information and then you can choose again so like even with relationship or even business or money it's like Oh, I got to the I got the right relationship. I got to the right place, or I got the right amount of money now. Now I can finally be good. Yeah, um, and I've been there, done that. Like, I mean, the last relationship I had, it was so created from chaos and this energy of just like play, and it was amazing for quite some time. And then there was this stage where we both went, "Oh, this is the right relationship." And in truth, that's when it started killing the relationship. And then I remember when we broke up, and it was like, you know you know and then it was like oh well let's do break up right and it's like well what if you're never looking for right like one of the things Gary Douglas said was uh ages ago he said most people would rather be right than be free and I see that so often and including in myself I have truly worked on that tool of changing that of of not trying to be right it's like I'd rather be free and that freedom that you can have by acknowledging when you do make a decision so funny, I've got, since you said that, do you ever, did you, you know the band The Clash? Uh, I don't know. It's like old, like maybe I'm showing my age here. But there's this song and it says, um, uh, it's like, should I stay or should I go? Yeah, I know that song. Yeah, and it's like, so that's it. How often do you do that? It's like, should I stay or should I go now? It's like, and this indecision's bugging me. And it's like, rather than just choosing. Like, you'll find out. I mean, Classic example, how many of us have chosen to take someone home, sleep with them, and then you go, oh, whoops, <laughs> that might not have been my brightest choice. And it's like, you know, hopefully you're not married to them. Hopefully you're having a giggle about it and you've moved on, you know. And it's like, but we, we choose stuff and, it, and it, it doesn't match the energy. It's not congruent with what it is that we're actually asking to create as our life. And you're allowed to choose again. And then you can just pock and pod all the decisions that you've made. Because when you have a, you make a choice and you don't keep choosing in 10-second increments is when you lock it in as this decision. You lock it in. It's like, lock it in, Eddie. You know, it's got this solidity to it. And then you become like this righteous person of like, no, I decided this. This is what's going to be. And it's like, well, what if it was okay to choose again? And again. I love it. The words, his words of that song are... Um, if I stay, there will be trouble. If I go, there will be double. So it's like, oh, my God, you just stay stuck, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And also, life is not this binary encoding. Like, I love the one you said, like, this on, on, you know, this yes, no sort of thing. But we make it this yes, no, like, binary encoding of just, like, you know, zeros and ones, on, off, on, off, on, off, like, this sort of thing. And it's like, you know, one of the, my favorite tools to use is, is the yes, no universe. And, and how you use that is you ask a question and it's like, you know, let's, let, let's use the clash song. You know, you're looking at going somewhere. It's like, should I stay? Yes, no. 
you'll get this energy or should I go? Yes, no, right? And you'll get this energy of what pops up that's going to create, you know, something greater or something different. And it's like you get a yes, you're like, you know, should I stay? Yes. Okay, I'll stay. And, you, and then don't try and work out why you should stay because that's what he does in the song. He's like, oh, if I go, they'll be in trouble. If I stay, there'll be double, you know. And he's already concluded what that is rather than allowing infinite possibilities to show up. So the universe has your back way more than you've actually been willing to receive. Like the universe doesn't judge you. It's just like, hey, what's up? You know, what next? And you're like, well, hang on, let me work it out and let me define what it is I'm asking for before you actually gift it to me so that I can also, you know, refuse it when it shows up because it didn't show up exactly the way that I thought it should show up. And we spend our entire lives being like that rather than knowing we have a choice, choice of possibilities, like infinite choice, infinite choice, true choice is infinite choice, not limited choice. That's, that's a meme. True choice is infinite choice, not limited choice. And that's what I realized in looking at this topic. And, you know, you coming on here today was like, I really, I, I get that. I still don't even really know what choice is. And I get that so many of us really don't even know what choice is because we've been told we've had, we have two choices or, you know, the right or the wrong choice. Yeah. Hmm? Make the right choice. Yeah, yeah. We have to make the right choice. And especially like, um, you know, like in in the world we grew up in, like whether it's relationship or business, you know, you choose your career and you stick to it or you choose the person you're going to be with and you stick to it. Like you don't you once you choose, that's it. You know, it's final. Yeah. And, you know, I um I was chatting to my stepson like years ago and he was at this stage, he was 14 and they did this with me at school as well. And at 14, they're like, what topics are you going to pick? Like, what are you picking for your final years at school? Because what do you want to be? What do you want to choose when you leave school? And what he was choosing at 14, and I remember saying to him, dude, it's like, you know, choose these topics and you're allowed to change your mind. Like, I don't care what they say to you, you're allowed to change your mind. And what he was choosing at 14, and he's now 17, he has changed his mind and I've watched him change his mind and be okay with it and be an allowance of himself choosing to change. And what if we all gave ourselves that freedom of being an allowance of ourselves, of being able to change what we chose so that we know when something greater shows up? I love that. Yeah. And you said it at the beginning as well, like you said that you said about knowing, you know, like the choosing, like, choosing from like what you know and yeah. like that's such a missing piece too it's like we don't trust ourselves you know we don't trust that we know we're always like second guessing ourselves like you know if I yeah. choose what if rather than what do you know yeah and knowing is that quick you know you've got to be able to click to have knowing though so if you can't click then you're this yeah. you should get someone to go through like a list of questions you know like oranges or grapes like coke or seven up and then at the end put in the question that's kind of because actually that was one of my things for you know the questions i was going to ask you is like and you covered it already like the small choices and the big choices because small choice would be like do i want a cup of tea or do i want a glass of wine big choice would be like am i going to take that job will i move country will i marry that person right mm -hmm. and, but when we when it's a big choice we make it so significant so if you put that big choice in between all those small choices yeah, and it's the same thing with what, like when you're talking about what do you know, right? Because how often does someone call or, you know, you might be doing the dishes and you think about someone and then you look at your phone and they just text you, you know, and you're like, ah, 
you knew, you knew, you knew, you knew. And you're so willing to claim your awareness on these small things. But what if you were willing to acknowledge what you're aware of, like you said, on the bigger things? Like, you know, you know, if you meet someone and you want to get married or not, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know, I mean, at the moment, I've just had nine weeks on tour, right, around the world, which is really different because in the last two years I've been at home. And I have always been very righteously Australian for a really long time. Like, I, you know, Australia is the right country to live in or whatever. It's like I had this love of Australia. And something changed in these last nine weeks that I just went, whoa, Australia became this, like, interesting point of view, not this place that I have to be. And everyone's like, oh, you're happy to be home? You're excited to be home? And I'm like, I'm not sure yet. I'm like, I'm not sure. And then last night, so I'm un allowing this to unravel in my world because I looked at, oh, should I get an apartment in London? And then I looked at Italy and was like, I could have a place in Italy as well, you know. And But that was also looking at that as this answer to solve something that I wasn't totally clear on. So instead, I'm like, okay, allow this to unravel and allow myself to have the clarity and ease with my choices. And last night, I started looking at this and I went, oh, it's like the whole planet became my home. And it's like, so what if everywhere that I am is a place that I enjoy and yet I don't have to have this destination that is called, you know, my home? And if I had many, which more matches the energy and is congruent with what I would like my life to be and creating my life as so yeah different world but allowing yourself to have that that was my ask when i was 12 years old i was like i'm gonna have a house in ireland a house in spain a house in europe a house in america and i'm i am i'm having it so yeah, I, yeah. So, well yeah. i've got now i've got now got one that's been built in el Ugar, costa rica i have this house in australia which i i freaking love this house and all my plants and the beaches across the road it's wonderful and then I'm like, oh, so, and I, I'm also part owner of a castle in Italy. And it's like, you know, I'd like to have somewhere that was mine. And do you know the weirdest thing, Amy? It's like, it's the small things to me, being able to get up in the morning and make my own coffee or a smoothie or something, like have my, you know, compliances there that I'm not in a hotel room and having to ring up for that. It's like these things that I would call comfort. And I had this conversation with Gary Douglas about that. And he said, yeah, you like the comfort. And, of course, I went to immediately, that's a wrongness. Mm. That's choosing to make it a wrongness rather than choosing to go, oh, acknowledging, yeah, I actually do like comfort. It doesn't have to mean anything. And it's like acknowledging that. And then it also allowing that to change. Yeah. Like choice is so much about allowing everything to change. I love that. Well, it's also like what nurtures your body, like the smoothie yeah. nurtures your body or the coffee. So yeah. someone here in the chat, I think it was when we were kind of talking about like the small choice. Yes, like quick choice, like knowing that instant knowing you said. And someone asks us, would you call that impulse decisions? No, I wouldn't. I would call it choosing in a nanosecond. Because mm -hmm. I mean, how much, what if everything you've ever been told about choosing, you found out was a lie? Because how much have you been judged and and verbally and also energetically that oh she's always making impulse decisions like I was talking to someone the other day about how um a lot of projections you know and judgments that I had was I can't make up my mind it's like I can't settle down because I remember going to this job interview and my resume just had so many different jobs on it and the guy looks at me and he goes you don't seem very stable 
like you have a lot of different jobs and I and and he went and he asked me a question I can't remember what the question was but it it allowed me this freedom to actually sort of uh, talk about it in a different way and I, I went yeah and I said I learned what I was there to learn and then I got bored so I moved on and it's like so how many times do you get judged for you know being so quick and malleable and moving on or making quote unquote you know impulsive decisions which is just you being you you're allowed to change your mind every single 10 seconds so give yourself that freedom and stop trying to you know appease others by your choices if you're impulsive go 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 i love that and if you'd like you know if you'd really like to really delve into this topic of choice and choosing from possibilities <clears throat> Simone will be in Florida for the Choice of Possibilities class, June the 14th. I'm so excited about coming to the US and actually, I mean, I've been to the US a couple of times in the past, like three, four years or three years, just as short visits, but I haven't facilitated in the US in years. So I'm really excited about doing yeah. Choice of Possibilities. Sorry. Yeah, so if you guys are in America, like this is Simone's probably only second time doing a COP in America and it's in Florida. Um, and we're, it's in Boca Raton. We're like minutes from the beach, walking distance to all restaurants. It's very easy to get to. Um, so it's quite rare that we get Simone in, in, in America and we're getting her. Yeah, you know what? I think I've done, I did a COP in LA Center. with Dane. It was one of my second ones I ever did. Scared shitless on stage doing that with Dane. And then, and he was so kind and so amazing. And then I did one in San Francisco because Gary was sick and couldn't get there. And he said, you have to go. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And so I went to San Francisco, but I think that's all I've done in the U S yeah. yeah. That's so, all I remember anyway. Yeah. 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 So now, now Florida. Yes. So oh, can I just add that if anyone has the prerequisites uh, to also do this, or if you're missing some following that is the seven day event that we have in Texas and it's with Gary and Dane and it's called the Worldly gig of possibilities, which I'm going to Florida and then I'm going to Texas. So COP is one of the prerequisites. So if you're interested in that, those seven days are phenomenal. So, and I'm all, I'm excited about the, um, how much change is showing up and being able to give you guys the tools and the changes, uh, so that you can choose something different at choice of possibilities as well. Yeah. So choice of possibilities, yes, no. <laughs> uh, it's a yes for me. <laughs> yes for me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simone. Um, you. If anyone wants to reach out to you or find you, your website, I suppose, would be the best place, Facebook. Yeah, look, I have a great name because Simone Millis's is, uh, it's not, there's no other one I've found. So it's my Instagram handle. It's my, you know, my Facebook, my website, et cetera. And, of course, on accessconsciousness.com. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Go check Simone out. She's got lots of other classes, too, if you can't get to Florida. Don't you have a business done different class coming up again soon as well? Um, I have a relationship done different class coming up in June and that's going to be online as well. So I think it's pretty good for America time zone. Well, 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 time zone. I know that you're in America, but there's people listening from the world. I just, <laughs> thought that. Um, and I have a getting out of debt joyfully in July. And I, you know what? It's funny because you say business done different because I've put one up tentatively in my own back end schedule, but I haven't let the world know about it yet. So maybe I do. I've been toying with it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think you said in the Joy Business Facilitator trade you're going to do one every month or something like that. So 
Maybe every second month. Yeah, I don't every know. Every yeah. Playing yeah. with the choices available. Well, thanks, Simone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.